Hi and welcome to Emergent Woman, a podcast produced by Girls Must Uganda. My name is Tukahira Maureen and our guest today is Chandiru Grace, a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua living with visual impairment. Well, we are about to find out more from her in this podcast. You're welcome, Grace. Thank you. All right. Um, before we go any further, I want you to know that we are talking to very many young girls out there right now. They are listening in to what we've got, to what we have to tell them, to what we have to guide them, especially in decision-making, both personal growth and career-wise. Um, I know everyone is so much excited to know who we have today on the podcast. And before we go any further, I would want you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, who are you and where do you come from? Okay, uh, thank you. My name is Chandiru Grace. I come from Arua district and I am a person with visual impairment. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you, Grace, for that brief introduction. Uh, to those listening to us, when she talks about visual impairment, or you can call it physical impairment, it's a disability that limits a person, person's physical capacity to move, coordinate actions, or perform physical activities. And I think, Grace, when listeners get to hear all this i know they are more eager and excited to know more about you uh, so that takes us to your our first question growing up what did you enjoy doing more girls okay thank you um during my growth what i enjoyed most was living together with my mother how she taught me um, how we are supposed to live in the community how we are supposed to respect the elders and the work to do, our responsibility as children. So I so much loved staying with her and she used to teach us everything which is to be done by both girls and boys, telling us that I'll not be helping you until the, uh, the time you grow up. There will come a time when you'll be alone. So. I want you to learn everything. So from that time, having learned a lot from her, that was what I mostly enjoyed during my growth. Wow. Uh, I, I guess we share the same. <laughs> I really enjoyed growing up with my mother. I loved being with my mother so much. Anyhow, um, Grace, yeah. please share with us your journey yes, growing yes. up to where you are right now. Yeah, um, I was born in 1993, and seven years after, I lost my sight. That's why I earlier on said I am a person with visual impairment. I lost my sight when I was then seven years old. And from the time I lost my sight, it wasn't easy. Because oh, my mother tried taking me to every other health center and, and hospital, but they would just say there's nothing, which is a disease in my eyes. 
they kept on saying i don't have any problem with my eyes but i i just lost my my eyes one time and i could not see so after some two years she then she was then advised by the doctors to take me in school where in a unit school where visually impaired people can study then she took me to a school a school called Idiofa Girls Primary which is within Arua district i studied up to primary 7 she used to struggle with me it was not an easy thing no first of all losing sight was not easy you would not see where you are going you just move any how method so i i i took some good time to catch up with life and when i came to school i got so many of my friends who were also not seeing like me so i i now took that as a normal life then i started primary 7 and i went to secondary then she was the one helping me in primary up to up to senior one reaching senior one second term issues of school fees and what have you now became a problem for her she thought of me now staying at home with her because she could not make it any further so i started scratching my head up to this far how can i not study but now because god has plans for his people he made a certain priest to finish paying my school fees we started from our senior one second term up to the time i completed all level but life was not easy there mostly i was the uh, the last person to join school i mean to report to school and the last person to leave when it comes for holidays due to transport challenges general money issues then until i finished all level and now because money was not uh, money was a problem so he asked my view what i could do i told him i wanted to go for journalism i said now regardless of your condition or site will you manage journalism you try something else then he took me for primary teachers college which is in bishopolis kopikisiganga so i studied there and this time i am now a primary teacher though not on government payroll but at least i have taught for 6 years this is now my 6th year in the field so that has been the lifestyle i went through wow oh, what 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 lessons do you teach what subjects you know for us with uh, with the special needs you are supposed to teach everything to a special needs child for that case in special needs i teach braille braille is what the persons with visual impairment use to read and write i teach braille for them and at the same time i highlight on every subject then coming to a normal class i teach primary 7 english and primary 5 christian religious education and at the same time i also teach christian religious education in primary 7 so those are the subjects i i base on okay that's interesting i loved english <laughs> when i was still in primary school and high school it was at my best subject Grace, 
please share with us like how did that happen how come you got uh, that critical you know problem at seven years old you see uh the fact is um how i lost my sight we don't really know the root cause because one time i just woke up when i was even okay then it reached at around midday when i felt that i was not seeing around me I was everything was dark in my eyes then i went to my mother and said i don't see and she could not believe because that that was the first of its kind for me to say that i could not see it took her around three days to know that i could not see and at first i did not tell because i thought it was just a normal thing for everyone then after two days I now realized that this was something but I did not even fall sick I just lost my eyes my sight abruptly and that was how I I got my disability up to now the root cause is not known well that is Chandiru Grace a 27 year old primary school teacher from Arua district living with visual impairment my name is Tukahira Moreen the host of Emergent Woman a podcast produced by Girls Must Uganda we shall be back with more after the break Girls Must aims to build a vibrant movement of girls through transformative leadership and confidence building. We envision a world where girls are leaders in creating the changes they want to see in their lives and communities. Join us as we fight to reduce the confidence gap of girls. Learn more at girlsmust.org. Welcome back. You are listening to Imagine Woman, a podcast from Girls Must Uganda. I'm Tukahira Maureen and I am speaking to Grace Chandiru, a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua district, living with visual impairment. Uh, I remember us having a conversation and you told me they went to the health center and checked for all the diseases, malaria, uh, and there wasn't anything. I just wanted to know uh, what, like, did they consider having further, you know, medical checkups, like thorough, thorough body checkups? Yes, it was done. And um about five doctors from outside the country who checked my eyes and before they came those within the country checked then they tried calling those ones outside there was a doctor who came from canada and checked my eyes nothing was found another one came from usa nothing was found so all that since things were not working on well so 
my mother just had to uh, she was advised to take me to a school for persons with disabilities because the doctors finally said there was no option maybe if there are some home problems let them solve it and maybe we see what could happen but you know with the african traditional society when you want to solve home problems you first have to like slaughter some animals then they pray for you and because she really has a lot of money challenges she could not make it since my father was not also with us so it became a problem all right um i can only imagine um how bullying can be especially when you try when you are different from the others uh we are just interested in knowing how has that experience been for you like the whole life in school how easy has it been for you um first of all not even reaching the school uh, beginning from home it wasn't an easy thing hearing that i lost my sight i could not have any relationship any good relationship with some of the relatives whenever i could come to their homes they would say you are coming to infect our children you go away from here they kept on chasing me away i was not having a place for settlement mostly i would then stay at our home again when my mother was bringing me to school others said ah she's wasting money she's if she does not know the use of money let her give other people to eat all these challenges then coming to school well um as a good part since i got many of my friends who were also visually impaired i became used to easily i then forgot the stress that i have been having before then some other times some other times we would face challenges from our fellow learners who are sighted in the class um sometimes they displace for you uh, where you are the sat the desks and what have you then we would see those as challenges um sometimes at school school fees was a problem I would come lately when people when children would have learned far so i would just get by chance you go and use the pieces of soap dropped by the other friends so that was all the experience i had and then reaching secondary school fees was a problem i remember joining senior one when we were left with three weeks to close the term in fact people advised my mother i should join in second term but she just said no let me go like that and i went we only finished one week and then we started end of term one examination i didn't know what to write simply because i had taken long at, at home i didn't know what was taught from the beginning of the term but well i also gambled with uh, life and i i tried writing something then second term i joined i reported a week after then i stayed there for two weeks after the end of uh when we finished beginning of term we were again sent for school fees i went home and stayed for two weeks not until um my mother got something to pay my school fees 
then things kept on moving like that and uh, anytime I would go to school mostly I would go minus so personal requirements let me say in general also if I go if I went with it there would be just be very few or very little then other children would just laugh at me eh? how have you come with these few things how would you manage the time whose would you use so all these challenges I went through but because I loved education I said those are normal things they will come to go not until I completed my uh, grade three certificate then again when I joined the teaching uh, when I joined in the field as I became a teacher things were not easy up to now sometimes you stay two three months you're not paid they come and pay you one month and you can imagine I I am paid 100,000 a month is supposed to be per month but sometimes I am paid eight months in a year or seven months in a year so I just look at those as normal challenges much as they affect me sometimes but now um, I just console myself that these ones come and they will go no condition is permanent so that has been the experience I had in life since I started studying up to now Wow, uh, that is very true. No condition is really permanent. Um, everything comes and passes. Well, Grace, what really encouraged you to become a teacher? Um, before I reached even primary seven, when I was in primary one, let me say, we had a teacher called Teacher Nelly, but right now she has passed on. Uh, the way she used to behave in the class, her dressing code, because like sometimes when she could take us for PE, now she introduces the other learners who see, she would introduce them what to do, then she comes uh, to us, the visual impaired, says you touch on me, and this is how we're going to do. When she demonstrated, we would touch on her, and the way she dressed, just embraced me, and the way she behaved, I said, how I wish one time I also become a teacher like a teacher Nelly. That was where I started developing the love for teaching profession. Not until I completed P7, I was in my mind I was ever, I want to become a teacher, I want to become a teacher. Then I reached secondary and again developed love for radio presentation. Then I said, if I don't become a teacher, I'll have to become a journalist, a radio presenter. That is how I used to just I was struggling for the two. Then again, when I reached the senior theory, somebody was saying, why don't you become a lawyer? I said, if I reach A level, I would, I would, I would love to. But for me, mostly I was emphasizing on teaching and radio presentation. Uh, not until I reached the O level and I finished. Then after senior four, when my views were asked, I said, I want to go for journalism. Now they say, what else? Because your condition here, some of those things in journalism need sight. What else? I said, teaching. Secondary, I said, no, I'm not going to A-level. I want to branch for primary teaching. Because for me, I love the life with the kids. So I joined primary teaching just because of the love I have for kids and because of the impression I got from my primary one teacher. Uh, interesting one, Grace. 
I just want to know how did you could tell the way best your teacher is dressed by just touching her? Yes, um, you see, for us, we, we, with the visual impaired, we don't see. So once you come to us and we touch on you yeah, with your nice clothes, we begin to admire life. And when I touch on you, your cloth is not the one I need. I just say, uh -uh, I'm not interested in this. So the way teacher made used to dress was really embracing. Uh, very nice clothes, um, very long clothes should just be decent. Then I started saying, ah, how I wish I dressed like teacher Mary. So that was the impression I got from her. Well, that is Chandiru Grace a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua district living with visual impairment. My name is Tukahira Maureen, the host of Emergent Woman, a podcast produced by Gaussmas Uganda. We shall be back with more after the break. Girls Must aims to build a vibrant movement of girls through transformative leadership and confidence building. We envision a world where girls are leaders in creating the changes they want to see in their lives and communities. Join us as we fight to reduce the confidence gap of girls. Learn more at girlsmust.org. Welcome back. You are listening to Imagine Woman, a podcast from Girls Must Uganda. I'm Tukahira Maureen, and I am speaking to Grace Chandiru, a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua district, living with visual impairment. All right, Grace, um, on to our next question. I know you're so passionate about women empowerment. We've been in the same circles. I can see, like, I would see that energy that is coming right from you. I, I just want to know what major challenges have you faced when trying to forward women issues, especially for the women living with physical impairment in the different spaces you've been in? Well, uh, thank you. Um, you know, one sometimes we would wish to air out our views as women and the girls with disabilities. Sometimes you are given room to talk, but the action is not done or is not taken. Sometimes they say, Are ah, you wait? We shall call you next time. Now, like so many people, we are employed. Those people whom we finished with were all employed. But for me, I have just been remaining here. Sometimes you take your uh, documents when they, they advertise. The last time you see the documents is the time when you, 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 you take them. But from that time, you only come to find that people have done interviews. You are not given information. And sometimes 
when you want to confirm things from people they say you keep on, you you wait keep on checking on us then from there one time they just say ah persons with disabilities are so much disturbing so those were the words that i faced when I, whenever i could go and sometimes people looked at me some as somebody who could not do anything even the first time i joined in the school where i teach from i was given primary 7 other people asked how is she going to manage she has just qualified some of us have experiences why have they put her instead of us so all this i would face but i just paid the fees and um, sometimes when um, we could go for maybe things like okay let me say when we are supposed to go for workshops we receive the information when the deadline would have gone when adverts are made sometimes i get the information when the uh, deadline would have gone all right um grace you need to know we all face very many challenges like we all have like, as the young people are facing these challenges each and every day sometimes it might feel like it's only people with maybe disability going through it but trust me this goes all over it cuts across many young people face these things and you know what you are here with us today and i'm so sure whatever you're going to speak out is going to reach directly no filter no nothing it is going to reach directly to the right people the young girls the policy makers and everyone every stakeholder so on to our next question what most challenging experience have you faced since you lost your eyesight movement like sometimes i would wish to go somewhere even less than a, a, a kilometer where you would just foot but because of eyesight problem it would either force me to take a border border or i use somebody's help and when people say no of course you have no authority over them you you love to use border border where but money was again a problem so that was again another challenge i faced even up to now there are some areas which are just really near you can walk for 5 to 10 minutes but because there are the, the, the some of the roads are hollow so it becomes very hard for me to move there and as a help of someone and then maybe the issue of still unemployment up to now um I've not been employed so it it gives me a lot of hard time I ask myself is it is it because I don't see but sometimes I also say no there are so many who are physically fit but they are not employed so those are the challenges I still face since um this disability all right um all right grace on to our next question how easy has it um How easy has it been for you when it comes to accessing health services? Or oh, before we go to that, what kind of health services do you always seek for and how often? We we have nearby health centers 
uh, this their walkable. But I don't know, the good part with me is that I rarely fall sick. I can take two years or one full year without falling sick. So it's rare that I go to visit the health centers. So when, whenever it comes that I am sick, uh, it's not really hard for me to reach the health center because at least my mother goes with me since the health center is just near. So she moves with me and I get my treatment and come back. And then I have some other friends who are, who are nurses. When I fall sick, sometimes they say, no, you don't come to the health center. We shall just go and treat you from there. They come home and they check my blood sample. When they get malaria, whatever they get, then they treat me at home. So via health. That's, that's amazing. Yes, via health issues, I think I am not bad love. Since I, I don't visit... Uh, okay, that's a good uh, report. Yeah, since I don't visit the health center so frequently, so I don't think I have a lot of challenges. Maybe when uh, we used to go for eye checkup, sometimes it was a challenge, but whenever it could get me at school, I would move when I, I am on uniform. So the doctors would also see me, they would say, this is a student, let's hurry and she should go back to class. So that was how I was helped. Okay, uh, how about youth-friendly health services like contraceptives, or maybe sexual reproductive health? How do you always uh, manage? You know, I am a fan of a radio. So mostly I get information from the radio and i know how to keep myself safe and then since some of the symptoms and signs are mentioned over the radio when i feel i have some problem i just explain to my mother i have abc but at least i've not faced such a challenge and they, i don't think health issue is really a very big issue for me uh, because Apart from the blindness, I have never got a very complicated sickness or disease. All right. That's a good report. And thank God, God may God keep protecting you and may you keep having a good health. All right. Uh, um, in, during this whole journey, um. Have there been like organizations or entities that have come up to help you? I have, I, I had, I, maybe I have a, a, a link with the organization called Global Platform. I started going for a workshop last year. We, we had it three times about uh, feminism, well, the women group. For feminism, so that was the, that is the organization that has helped me, like calling, inviting me for a workshop. Then perhaps then I get how we are supposed to we are supposed to stay with the community members. So that is the organization at the moment where I feel I am recognized. That's nice. Um, all right, Grace. On to our next question. What message do you send to those in power and can deliver the right services? 
especially in the world of young women living with physical impairment. I would wish to encourage that we are all the same people. There's nobody who would wish that one of his or her body parts be lost. But since those are natural eventualities, we have to admit them. Like when they are employing the, the, the other people, they should be mind of the young women with disabilities. When they are workshops, when there are workshops organized, I urge the different organizations disability inclusion so that we persons with disabilities will also feel at home and how they have to reply to us you know sometimes when you want to confirm something they answer you rudely then you take in your heart is it because i am uh, with a disability so i encourage them at least to have a friendly language to persons with disabilities not only me alone but there are so many young women with disabilities who, who, who still face the same challenges I have mentioned here. So I encourage them to treat us the same. And then the other problem is sometimes when some people want to help, they help the same people conservatively. They don't mind of other areas and other people. The same people get so many benefits while others keep on suffering. So if only they could distribute this to each and every one, that's my urge to them. Well, that is Chandiru Grace, a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua district, living with visual impairment. My name is Tukahira Maureen, the host of Emergent Woman a podcast produced by Gaussmas Uganda. We shall be back with more after the break. Girls Must aims to build a vibrant movement of girls through transformative leadership and confidence building. We envision a world where girls are leaders in creating the changes they want to see in their lives and communities. Join us as we fight to reduce the confidence gap of girls. Learn more at girlsmust.org. Welcome back. You are listening to Imagine Woman, a podcast from Girls Must Uganda. I'm Tukahira Maureen, and I am speaking to Grace Chandiru, a 27-year-old primary school teacher from Arua district, living with visual impairment.
All right, uh, we are winding up. Hmm? Yes, please. Since lockdown, how have you managed to keep serving uh, women in your area? Okay, um, you know, lockdown was, even it forced me to say this was the first and greatest challenge I have faced in my life. Because at least I have never experienced such, though other challenges were there, but this one looked worse. But however, I did not give up. Lockdown got me in the school where I, I, I teach from. But I stayed for one and a half months. Then after things became very hard, I could not, even eating food was a problem. I could not sustain myself. Then I went to the district, uh, district task force. I went to RDC and said, please help me. My situation only needs my mother. Now he helped me and I came back to Arua. So when I came back, I called a certain organization called Light for the World and said, please, I am stranded because lockdown has made the children go all home and I lack what to do. Since I am not on government payroll, for us private teachers are not paid. So what can they do for me? Then Light for the World said, okay. You organize a group of five people, you inclusive, and want to teach you how to make liquid soap. Then I went to pick four other young women with disability, with different disabilities. Then we, we were taught how to make liquid soap. Uh, this was then in May. So we learned how to make liquid soap, and this is what I now do these days. I make liquid soap and I say to people, you know, Corona needs frequent hand washing. So I think, uh, regardless of that, I, mm -hmm. I then called four other women. That was how I felt I helped them. Um, this time they are also somewhere selling their liquid soap. So that was how I helped around four of my colleagues. And then uh, there are others who are not next to their radios. So whenever I could get any information from the radio, I call and say, please, this time they said the number has gone to this level. This time they say A, B, C, D. So I would tell whatever I would have heard from the radio to my uh, colleagues with the different disabilities, the ones that I know. So that was how I've been encouraging or empowering my fellow young women. Smart move, Grace. Smart move, really. <laughs> you know, um, this is what we've been saying. Like, you have to know, you have to first understand what is going on and adapt. And I like the way you adapted so quickly to this. I guess young girls can hear you and they are learning one or two things from you right now. Okay. Uh, just a quick uh, question. What do you see our education system in the next coming years? Um, you know, we should, uh, since God says everything which is impossible to human beings is possible to him, so I believe we shall still resume the normal situation that we had the previous, we had previously. But at the moment, uh, with this increasing number of COVID-19, this year, I personally have seen this as a dead year already for academic 
students and children. But hopefully next year things will be okay. So I see still there is a high chance of us resuming school, but probably next year. Okay. Uh, take us through your daily routine. <laughs> uh, nowadays, okay, I... When I wake up in the morning, what I do is I, I join my sisters in compound cleaning. Then I move around areas that I, I have mastered the direction. I move around to sell my liquid soap. Ah, and I come back, we begin preparing our meal for lunch. And that is how I, I, I nowadays survive daily. But sometimes I also go to, to do garden work. Okay. What's the name of your company? the liquid soap and how much do at you the sell? moment i don't have a company i just sell to individual individual to, to individuals like i just um, i use fringe water bottle a bottle is at 1000 um i am yet to look for companies but had it been that schools were open I would now make and take to sell to the schools because I have at least I have tried asking for the companies but they were saying if I had much capital I would make many they don't take uh, soap in bits they take at least very much amount but since I don't now have enough capital at least I have not got a company yet at the moment Okay, but don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. Any relationship advice? What I can tell my fellow girls or young women is that challenges are part of life. Whether you are physically fit or you have a disability, so long as you are still alive, expect challenges to come in time so therefore i would like to urge them that we should be we shouldn't give up with the life and anything let's accept to do like liquid soap people used to say ah uh, when you're making uh, liquid soap once the chemical the i mean the chemical drops on you you'll have some skin skin rash I said, let me try. That skin rush is also part of life. Let me try. So let us try where possible. Don't always say I cannot manage this. Especially this one goes to my fellows with disabilities. Like when people are going to the garden, they'll say, ah, oh, you, you stay at home. No, you say I want to go. Like I was able to, during this corona period, I was able to dig a quarter of garden on my own. And uh, next week, I'm going to plant a cassava and peanuts in it. So there's nothing which is impossible. Only that our speed varies. We cannot make it as speed as the other colleagues. But at least don't accept a, uh, don't accept a defeat in life. Then for those other ones who can see, we all have challenges. But if you keep on saying, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. In, in, in a certain business workshop, somebody told us, capital is not money, capital is your head. 
And that is how I also got to know how to make liquid soap. If I did not conduct those people up now, I would just be complaining that I don't have capital. But because I was able to conduct them, I was able to use my head. What should I do? So I now believe that capital is your head. I was able to get the um, the idea of liquid soap making. So we shouldn't give up with the, uh, in life. We should accept anything that comes our way. That is quite a great message, Grace. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, what final words do you have for the young girls, especially the girls in your communities that are in school and are looking up to be great leaders in their communities? My fellow girls, what I would tell them is that please let us not take this corona period for messing up you know since corona started so many girls have messed up and they have conceived others have have been raped because of up and down movement night movements and yet they said we are locked down we shouldn't remove so i would like to encourage this corona is not a holiday this is just a painful event use not to be for holidays up to this part so they shouldn't take that. Let me first attempt something. No, let girls not take everything for granted. School is going to resume. No condition is permanent. This corona came and it will go. So I would like to encourage my fellow girls to stop early marriages, early pregnancies. At least we should concentrate and help our parents at home. You can go for outings, but not for long. But this time they need social distancing. Why should we move outside anyhow? So, my dear fellow girls, let's cooperate with our parents if we want to become future leaders. That's the, the, the little I can share with them. And let us also consult our fellows. If you know that you have a bad peer group, please avoid. At least you should join a group where you can get knowledge where you can get, maybe they can also form their discussion groups, especially these ones who are at the school. This uh, corona has not come to end everything. One time school will start where you will fail to write. So this is the right time. Um, when lessons are conducted over the radio, I also encourage them to do. When parents request us, the girls to help, we should, we should respond positively. We should not. Thank you so much, Grace. I know they can hear you. Uh, we have a proverb in our culture. I can't explain it well in, in English, but they used to say when they are speaking to those above, uh, those below should be able to be listening in very clearly. Yeah, so uh, thank you for those strong messages. We were really so glad to have you today evening. Um, to you all ladies and everyone listening in, that was Shandiru Grace. She's from Arua. She's a primary school teacher who since the year of seven years has been uh, like faced with physical or visual impairment. So right now, we were talking to Grace and trust me, this was an amazing experience. 
and I hope everyone is going to learn one or two things. Otherwise, it is me, your host, Ukahira Maureen, on Imagine Woman, and we've come to the end of our podcast. Don't you forget to be kind to one another. Don't you forget to wash your hands regularly because personal hygiene is something that we are not even supposed to be debating about. You know, sanitation, those are things we don't need to debate about. And also public health is something that we need to always emphasize because it 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 always, it always affects us. It's just one person, but it will always affect masses. Anyhow, until next time, see you, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a great evening.